Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Signs, Wonders, and Miracles. And tonight, Pastor James is going to start the investigation with Revelation 4. Welcome to the program, Pastor James. Well, thank you, Dorothy. I like that word, investigation. (laughs) Uh, Because, you know, they have several ways of interpreting scriptures. And a lot of it just uh, theological words that they use among the theologians. But I'm not a theologian. I like mine to be simple. Just like uh, I was talking to one of my members recently. And I always say the Bible always interprets itself. And that's what I've been teaching for years. But he came back with a thing talking about, well, the Bible explains itself. I said, well, that's even, that's even simpler. Yes, the Bible always explains itself. It's just us knowing how to get the Bible to explain itself or interpret itself. And that is the uh, book of Isaiah, the 28th chapter, starting with the ninth verse, where it says, he who wants knowledge. This is how you get it. It is precept upon precept, then it repeats it again, then it says, uh, here a little, there a little, and then it, that's how you're supposed to put it together. But you have to do it according to the scriptures. And then the Bible tells us, David said, I hear the scriptures in my heart, so I wouldn't sin against you. It didn't say I put it in my heart so I can learn how to preach, teach, or anything else. It's to keep me in line. And so the more you understand the scriptures, the more they'll come to you and you'll understand precept on precept, precept on precept, line up on line, line up on line, here a little, there a little. It'll start making sense because the Bible is like a jigsaw puzzle. And God did that way on purpose so the lazy people will fall off. But those that diligently seek God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength, they will find him. And when they find him, then they marvel at all the things that they have been reading and studying and found out it's, more, it's simple if we take our time to put things together. But tonight we're going to be talking about Revelation, the fourth chapter. And to talk about Revelation, the best thing to do is to realize something. Now, each person has their own teaching, but it's all basically the same. Some people say it's symbolic. Some people say it's literal. Some people say it's literal symbolic. Well, yes, yes, yes. No, no, no. See, the thing is, the more you start to read, the more you start to study, the more God makes it clear for you that the Bible will interpret itself for you. The Bible will explain itself for you. And it won't come up in any private interpretation. You'll see it'll just maybe we'll say it differently, just like with exorcism or deliverance. What's the difference? As long as the devil coming out, that's what I want. I want the devil out of wherever it's in to get out. I don't want him in me. I don't got nothing he got to offer me that I want. But we'll argue over little bitty things like that. And we don't need to. We just need to know what does the word say to keep me to walk on the straight and narrow, that I won't walk on that road that leads to destruction. So the more you study, the more you read, the more it'll become a part of you. And then all of a sudden you'll see, well, I ain't got to work hard to please God. All I have to do is believe him, that he is God 
and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Well, let's turn to the book of Revelations tonight, the uh, fourth chapter. Here's where we both turn together, all of us on the radio. And anybody has a question or anything, uh, all you have to do is push one on your telephone. And that will connect you with Dorothy, and Dorothy will let me know if you're on, on the line and if you have a question or not. All right. That's it. We're over, we, uh, over here at Revelations, the fourth chapter. We did the first three chapters, and what it did, it explained itself about the candlesticks. It explained itself about the stars. It explained itself about the churches. There were seven churches or seven church age or seven types of personality in the church and now that we learned uh, the shortcomings and what we need to do to overcome or those that have done the best we could you know and God said well since you've done the best you could I'm going to keep you from the day of uh, the tribulation the great tribulation now there's other people said well you're gonna, we're going to go through all seven uh uh, tribulation period, pre, mid, and post, or are we going to go halfway, three and a half years, and then get taken out of here? And some says, "Oh no, we're going to get taken out of here before any of this starts." Well, I always say about prophecy, <laughs> you'll never know what the prophecy is until it's passed. Only when we look back in hindsight and say, "Oh, now I understand. Now I see what God was trying to tell us." So as I say, don't try to Try to figure everything out. Just do what you're supposed to do. Do what's right. Love God with all your heart. Love your neighbor as thyself. And just do unto others as you have them do unto you. Even though everybody ain't going to do right, but you just do what you can. All right. Let's go to chapter 4 of the book of Revelations with the first verse. It says, Afterward I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was as a as a trumpet sounding with sounding with me, which said, "Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must hereafter." In other words, he's going to really show him the things that's going to happen in the future. And when he said, "Come up hither," this is a uh, now this is why I said sometimes it's literal, sometimes it's spiritual. Sometimes it's literal spiritual, okay? This, when it says come up here, is a word that the church used called the rapture. That means we're going to be taken out of here as of the fourth chapter. But it's according to who's teaching you under. They'll teach all kinds of different things. But like I tell you, learn it for yourself. I don't say don't even trust me. Learn it for yourself. There are some words you will have to learn how to translate like the word spirit. Spirit don't always mean a, 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 a being, but it can mean the word understanding. With Hebrew, it can be 10 different words at the same time. So it, we'll start at the second verse. It says, and immediately I was in the spirit, in the understanding. And behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one had set on the throne. And he that sat on looked upon like a jasper or a sawdust stone, and there was a rainbow above, above the throne in sight like a emerald. Now, if you notice the word rainbow, well, 
The Bible always interprets itself or explains itself. If you remember, the rainbow is first shown back in the book of Genesis when Noah had went through the 40 days and 40 nights and everything, and then God finally stopped the rain, clean, uh, dried off the earth, and he said, I put a rainbow in the sky to remind myself it's a covenant, to remind myself not to do this again, not to destroy the world with, with floods, with water. So here is the one he said, he said, I see him sitting there on the throne with the rainbow above him. So that tells you this is the one, this is the God who created everything. This is the God who gives covenants or makes promises. And if we do our part, he does his part. So then it says, uh, the fourth chapter, the fourth verse, it says, and around about the throne was four and 20 seats. And upon the seats, I saw four and 20 elders sitting clothed in white raiment and had on their heads crowns of gold. The one thing we want to look at is where it says clothed in white raiment. What does raiment mean? White raiment. It means righteousness. Now, everybody's talking about Jesus is my righteousness. And listen, Jesus puts himself in you by the spirit. And that is the spirit that makes you want to do what's right. But it's still, you have a choice. You could either do what's right or not do what's right. I tell everybody to interpret that word righteousness as to do what is right. That's simple. It's easy to remember. Do the things that's good and stay away from the things that's bad. If you feel like cursing, you know that's not right. So then you need to uh, repent immediately and do what's right by asking people, whoever heard you, to forgive you. All right? So that's what the white raiment is. Jesus is in you. The Holy Spirit is in you. That's why the scriptures are very clear. It says, greater is he who's in me than he who's in the world. It said, if I submit myself unto God and resist the devil, the devil would flee from me. It's very simple as you start to reading and start to understand it and putting the words or the jigsaw puzzle together. Then it says in the fifth verse, it says, and out of the throne proceed lightnings and thunders and voices. And there were seven... Uh, seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Now the word, the seven candles or a lamp is the candlesticks, which represents the church. Then it says, and the seven spirits of God. Well, those seven spirits of God represented the seven angels or messengers that God had put in each one of the churches or in the dispensation or the, or the what it means is uh, each air, each church had a certain amount of people whose faith was like this, very little or a whole lot. But that was explained when we read the first three chapters. That's why I said, go back and read for yourself. And then before the throne, there was a sea of glass like crystal. And in the midst of the throne and around about the throne were four beasts full of eyes before and behind. In other words, this is trying to say, look, God knows everything. And he uses something symbolically to represent what he can do. So then it says, and the first beast was like a lion. And the second beast was like a calf. And the third beast had the face of a man. And the fourth beast was like a 
flying eagle, and the four beasts of each of them had six wings about them, and they were full of eyes and within, and they rested not day and night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and which is to come. Now, if you notice what it says that uh, these these beings never rested day or night. They had a specific amount of wings to what they had to do. They were full of eyes. And it says day or night. But, you know, the Bible starts off with everything started at night, if you be reading Genesis. But then when it says day and night, that means uh, sometimes with Hebrew words, I told you. It means when you understand and when you don't understand, when you're confused and when you're not confused. And right now, these beings, they know who God was. The first thing they start off with the big H, holy, holy, holy. And then they say who he is, the Lord God Almighty. And if you notice, it's a, it's a large L, small O-R-D. Why? It's because it represents who, what part of the Godhead did what. The first thing, uh, the person that's always been here, never been without being here, is the Father. People say, well, where did he come from? Somebody had to create him. No. Just because you can't figure it out, don't mean you got to put it in the way you can understand. Just take it at face value. God was already here. And he spoke a son, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why you see the small the large L and small O-R-D. It is the Lord Christ that created everything. The Father thought it in his mind, and Jesus was the speaking part of the mind, and it spoke it into existence. And the Holy Spirit was the vibration or the catalyst to what God created everything. So it was God the Father doing the planning, God the Son speaking and agreeing, and the Holy Spirit doing the work. All right. So, let's say our main thing is to understand. It. Well, if the word says something, let's better believe it. If it's written in the, in red, is the word that said it? I believe it. I receive it. In fact, that's a good way of getting healed. Anytime you want something from the Lord, you pray this prayer. We'll go back here to Revelation in a minute. You know, the Bible tells us to pray in Jesus' name. But let me give you a little uh, a little hint about some things about the word. It says, uh, Philippians 4 and 19, My God shall supply all of your needs according to riches and glory by, and it did, now listen to what I'm saying, by Christ Jesus. It didn't say Jesus Christ. It's a reason for that. But when you're praying up, you're coming from the earth and you will say Jesus Christ. When you want an answer to come down, you get it through Christ Jesus. He's the king of everything, but he has certain ways that he wants things done. He's a king, so he can do that. And our job is just obey and be blessed. Be blessed going in, blessed going out, be the head and not the tail. Let's keep on going here then. And then... uh, the uh, ninth verse, it says, when the beast had given glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne, who liveth forever and ever, the four and twenty elders fell down before him that sat on the throne and worshipped 
him that liveth forever and ever, and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, honor, and power. For thus thou hast created all things. You see that? The Bible always confirms itself out of two or three witnesses. And if you go back and read, you'll find that, that as I told you, that's capital L, small O-R-D, that this is the Lord Jesus Christ, which is the Word. And the Word creates everything. Go back to John 1, 1 when you get a chance. It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And everything was created by the Word. All right? And for thy pleasure, they are and were created. A lot of times we always think that, that we created God the way we treat him sometimes, but he created us for his pleasure. And a lot of times people are running around rubbing the Bible or saying words because they want something for God. Lord, give me this. God, give me that. And they keep forgetting that we're here to serve him. He's not here to serve us. All right. The fifth chapter. And I saw the right hand of him that the book on the throne uh on the throne, a book written within and on the backside, sealed with seven seals. Seven, always remember, complete. And I saw the strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is this worthy to open the book and to loosen the seals thereof? And no man in heaven nor in earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to look upon there. In other words, they're telling us there's three positions. There's heaven, there's the earth. And there's things under the earth. One of these days we'll see everything that God has put here for us to understand. And once we do that, we'll really realize how great he is, how awesome he is. And that there's no words that can describe his awesomeness. All right. And and one of the elders said unto me, Weep not, behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the book. And to loosen the seven seals thereof. And behold, and lo, in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb, as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which is the seven spirits of God, set forth to all the earth. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat on the throne. So this is the son taking the word from the Father, all right, who created everything. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and the four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vows full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints. Now, see, the thing is, I tell you, the Bible always interprets itself or explains itself. You'll have to go back in the scriptures to find out why was this... uh, the odor, what was it? It said the prayers of the saints. Well, if you remember when Mary Mark, uh, Mary was cleaning, washing Jesus' feet, she used the tears from her bottle of oil, and that tears were what she cried, and that was her remembrance. And that's why when Jesus said she poured it on his feet, he said, this will be a remembrance of you in the scriptures. That's what's been written. Because she had poured away her thoughts and anything she wanted to hold on to. But here she is worshiping, worshiping the one who created her and says, you're worthy of everything. Everything that I could even think about, joy, 
peace, long suffering, whatever I need, you're the one that gives it to me. And so I don't need these, my own memories, but I have memories in you. And Jesus made sure her name is in the book. All right. Then it says, the ninth verse, and they sung a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seal thereof, for thou was slain and has redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred, tongue, and people, and nation, and has made us unto God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. You know, everybody's talking about going to heaven and reign, but that's not what the Bible teaches. It says that we're going to rule and reign here on the earth. All right? And then it says, And I beheld and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne, and the beasts and the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000, and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain, to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Now, that verse there that came in uh, on the 11th chapter, where it says there was thousands of 10,000 and thousands, that came out of the book of Enoch. Now, why is not the book of Enoch in our scriptures? Why it's not in our Bible? is because uh, things are hidden from us until the last days. Well, these are the last days. And if you want to see more about what God is doing, read about what was hidden from us and then get an understanding. And so the more you read, the more you'll understand what's the difference between occultic books and what are truly books written by God or inspired by the Holy Spirit. And is this important for us to know? Yes, we need to know what's going on in these last days. It says, because the word gospel is something I teach at my church. The word gospel means prophecy. Every time you look at that word gospel, you'll see it's prophecy. It, it pro- foretells things that were going to happen or things that happened in the past that were supposed to happen in the future. Everything about the Bible is about prophecy. And here's the good thing about it. We're the only one that got the Bible to prophesy. Even, and we're so accurate according to the scriptures, that sometimes it'll be right down to the, the very last day of when everything's supposed to happen. And according to the Bible, it said it, and it comes to pass. So that's why I said, this is why I trust the Bible. And people, I know you're thinking about what is the best version to read, I'm telling you, is the old King James. But there's these and thou's. Don't worry about that. You start reading enough, you'll start making sense. It's just like any language you learn. How are you going to speak French and tell you, first of all, you learn it? Well, if you have trouble with the old King James, it's, it's still English. It's just these and thou's and stuff, and it needs continuation and stuff like that. All right? It says, um, the 13th verse. For and every creature which was in heaven and on the earth and under the earth, such that are are in the sea and all them that hear, I'm here saying, blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne, unto the Lamb forever and ever. And the four beasts said, Amen. And the four and twenty elders fell down and worshipped him that liveth forever and ever. 
Now, the word amen, a lot of times the Bible schools, they teach you, it means so be it, or I agree, which is close, as I said, with Hebrew words, you can do 10 different words. But one of the greatest, closest things to that is the word called emit. That's a Hebrew word, emit. And the word emit means truth. So every time you say amen, you're saying that's the truth. That's the truth. So you better be listening to what the preachers be preaching and what you're hollering amen to because you never know. They may say something weird like one preacher said, peace, and everybody shouts, amen, amen. He said, you're not even listening to me. I said peace, P-E-A. So you need to listen before you say amen to things. All right. Now, as I told you, we have a, uh, a call-in broadcast. It's live. You can call in and ask questions. Uh, the telephone number is the same number you called in to listen to us on. And all you have to do is push one. You push one, that let us know that somebody on the uh, phone wants to talk or ask questions or give comments. <clears throat> Excuse me just a minute. I got to adjust myself. <clears throat> Sitting in this chair is not comfortable. <laughs> All right. Well, let's look at uh, Revelation, the sixth chapter now. My main thing is not to teach you about the Bible, but to teach you to read the Bible and study for yourself. I want you to dig deep into the scriptures and find out it's just like what it says. It's like water. Once you start understanding, it will come out pouring out of your belly like rivers of living water. And then you'll start being able to speak things that, that's attacking you or things that you're going through. Because I get telephone calls all the time about people are being sexually attacked by demons, uh, little kids going off cussing people out, and they know this is not their kid. I had one house I had to go through because I do exorcism. That's why we call this signs wonders and miracles i went to one person's house and uh they had just moved in this little boy about five years old ran into his new room to be all happy and he saw a demon coming out through the floor and when he saw that he ran back to his mother and father and tried to tell him there was a demon in his room they thought he was crazy then all of a sudden his little three-year-old girl three-year-old sister started speaking a foreign language which she had not learned, and it wasn't tongues, then all of a sudden she attacked him. That was that demon that entered into that little girl. So that's why I said we got to learn that the Bible is right and everybody else is wrong, that we have to uh, learn this thing for ourselves. We have to see what it says about that we don't, flat, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. People are not the problem but against principalities, powers, wicked rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual weakness in high places or heavenly places. So the more you have the word in you, the stronger you become. The more that you read like the book of Revelation, you may not understand it, but it gives you power to speak into the spiritual realm. That's how we resist the devil. All right, let's keep on going on because see, the book of Revelation is teaching who is our God? Jesus. He is the word. He is the one who created everything that uh, that the God has put the, everything in his hands or into his thoughts. The word, he's the one who's ruling. He's the one that's judging the quick and the dead. But the more you know about the lamb, the more you know about him, 
the stronger you will become because he's in you. All right? Chapter 6, it says, And when I saw the Lamb open one of the seals, I heard it as the sound of thunder, one of the four beasts saying, Come and see. And I saw, and behold, a white horse, he that set upon him, had a bow and a crown was given him, and he went out forth to conquer and to conquer. And when he had opened the second seal, I heard the second beast said, Come and see. Well, let's go back to the first one. Now, here's the, the, this uh, beast is saying, Come and see what's getting ready to happen as he was a creature. And what he said, there was this white horse. If you go back into, uh, I think it's Z A A C H, Zachariah, you'll find about the four horses in there. Now, these people nowadays are trying to give their own interpretation about what that means and everything. But the Bible, as I told you, always interprets itself. You just have to take your time. And when you read this thing, you'll find out that this person that went out to conquer had no arrows. He had no arrows. He had a bow. But he was able to conquer. Well, if he ain't got no arrows, how's he supposed to conquer? The way he was able to conquer is through flattering. And who is that? Talk about the book of Daniel, the the one, the Antichrist, the one who is the son of position. How is he going to win? Through flattery. People are going to look at him, oh, he's so smart, and he's so this, and he's so that. Yeah, but the thing is, what does the word say versus what is he saying? And I did call him a he, all right? Then it says, uh, the third chapter, I mean, third verse, it says, when he had opened the second seal, I heard the second beast say, come and see. And when they went out, the horse, it was red. And power was given unto him that, that set upon him to take away peace on the earth and that he should kill one another. And there was given to him a great sword. Now, you notice the first horse is going out to conquer. The second one is going out to kill. If you notice, all of them go right there together. One, two, three, four. They need each other to accomplish what's supposed to be happening. All right. And when he had opened the third seal, I heard the third beast say, Come and see. And behold, below a black horse, and he that sat on had a pair of balances in his hands. And that's balance or scales, you know. And I heard the voice in the midst of the four beasts say, A measure of wheat for a penny three measures of barley for a penny and see that you do not hurt the oil on the wine. And when he had opened this, the fourth seal, I, I heard the voice of the fourth beast say, come and see. Well, let's go back to that one up there, the sixth verse, where it says a measure of wheat for a penny, a measure of barley for a penny, and see that you hurt not the oil or the wine. The oil and the wine also can represent the word uh, represents the word, meaning the word. In other words, do not corrupt the word. Do not add or subtract from the word. That's why it says, uh, where it says, be not be filled with, uh, to wine within excess, but be filled with the spirit. Well, the word wine, if you look it up, it means the word. And when it says, but be filled with the spirit, it's talking about understanding. That's why the Bible says, uh, wisdom is the principal thing, but with all you're getting, get an understanding. 
I know I'm throwing a lot out to y'all, and that's because time is wrapping up. Satan is about to take full control of this earth, but before it happens, if we get enough preachers out there, enough teachers that's supposed to be preaching the gospel to win souls and stop worrying about how much money they got or how big their church is, when they can start winning souls again, for the Bible says, he who wins souls is wise. Not how much money you get or anything else. A lot of people miss what God is saying, and they're going to miss getting into heaven because they were so full of greed. All they looked at is finances, finances, finances. Yes, finances you need. But I'm trying to tell you, if you start to depend on the Lord, and I'm not trying to say, oh, when you start depending on the Lord, everything going to be good and perfect and rose. No, that's when all hell is going to break loose. That's because we are not members of this world. We're pilgrims passing through. Our God is not the God of this world. It says very clearly in the Bible that Satan is the God of this world. And our God is waiting to get a, a, re, a reward that he had left people here to learn of him. Jesus said, learn of me, for I am meek and lowly. In other words, we learn to be humble. Because a lot of churches, a lot of preachers, a lot of ministers, they're not humble. Marriages and stuff, why do they argue? Because they're not humble. They, I got to defend myself. I ain't going to be no uh, rug where they just walk over me and stuff. Listen, stop trying to defend yourself. Try to learn how to use words to win people over instead of trying to argue with them. Argument just does nothing but gives you strife, and strife causes more problems, and then you'll be mad at each other, and then you got to go to bed at night with each other. And you know what the Bible says? Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. But if any of you thinking, well, it's not easy. God don't know what I'm going through. Look, he wrote the book. He knows what you're going through. The thing is, you're not doing what the book says. As I said, this is not a perfect world. Our job is just to humble ourselves, learn what we're supposed to do, and get out of here and go home. All right? The eighth verse, it says, uh, look, and behold, a pale horse, and his his name that set on him was death, and hell followed with him. And power was given unto them over a fourth of the earth to kill with sword and hunger and death and with the beast of the earth. Now, if you look at those things, go back and look. Go take our time right here. Now, we're talking about death, right? But what happened? And he said, hell. Hell follows with him. And what this says, and power was given unto them over a fourth of the earth. That's the first horse again. And to kill with the sword, that's the second horse. And the third, and with hunger, that's the third horse. And with the beast of the earth, or the wild beast, it's getting ready to happen. In fact, it's already happening. Animals are attacking people. I know more dog attack. When one year I tell people, I say, listen, you watch what's getting ready to happen. Friendly dogs are going to start attacking people. Birds are going to attack people. I just got through coming from Florida, and uh, two ladies went down there with me. They helped me. And while they were on the beach, seagulls came out of nowhere and just kept attacking them. They had to run back to the vehicle twice. That's because the animals, they're blown to Satan. And Satan don't like you if you're a Christian. Now, if you want one of his, he's going to take care of his. But then Satan also just punishes people for no reason at all. 
when we go through something, it's just a test to show us how much do we really love God, how much are we willing to give up for God, how much are we willing to learn about God, because you learn going through the test. The things you suffer is the things you learn about who you are. All right. All right. We're in uh, the uh, ninth verse. And he opened the uh, fifth seal, and I saw under the altar the soul of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried uh, with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, does thou not judge and avenge us out of our blood? Uh, you know, avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth. You notice he didn't say dwell in the heaven. He said on the earth. But Satan's domain is this earth. And so we have to be have to be understanding that our warfare are not with normal beings, but with spiritual beings. And that's why we have to understand what is the word says and what it means to us. Then it says, it says, and white robes were given unto every one of them, and it was said unto them that they should rest or be quiet for a little season until their fellow servants also that uh, and their brethren should be killed as they were and should be fulfilled. In other words, it's all about the prophecy. If you don't make it through the, the grace that's going on here now through Jesus Christ, you're going to have to shed your own blood. And I'm, I'm telling you, we ain't got to look too far into the future to find out what that means because um, I told my son-in-law at one time, I said, uh, you're going to find out one of these days they're going to have um, guillotines in the United States. And the reason they're going to have these guillotines is to have, have people who deny the devil and won't and won't and and embrace they embrace Jesus Christ will have to have their heads cut off before they can make it to heaven. And he kind of laughed at me. He said, "Well, I find that hard to believe." I said, "I I hear it, but one of these days you'll see." Well, you know how God is. You don't wait till one of these days. Within three days, he saw it in the newspaper where they had sent in um us. Guillotines in the United States buying them from France, and they've been buying them guillotines ever since. And they got these uh, body bags or plastic for the bodies that's going to be killed here in the United States. Um, oh, uh, anybody got any questions or comments? Are you there, Dorothy? I'm here. No hands are up yet. Okay. Uh, my main thing is to make sure I don't accidentally push the button, turn y'all off, and don't know it. <laughs> That's one of the reasons <laughs> I have to keep asking. Oh. Well, have you heard about the body bags and the uh, guillotines? Oh, yes. And, and you know, if you think about it, the, the there's only one use for those guillotines, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it's not for killing animals, that's for sure. I hear you. You know, that's one of the things that, you know, as I told you, the gospel means prophecy. And one of the things that prophesied is that being reading the book of uh, Revelation, 
that it would be times that people would get their heads cut off. Well, look at uh, ISIS. What are they doing? They're cutting off people's heads. And here we are hearing about the guillotines coming in the United States, and they're not here to cut off our hands. They're here to cut off our heads. And that they put fear, they can put fear in you, then you would turn to serving Satan. Everybody's not, you know, they say, everybody who says, I believe in the Lord and I will serve him and I'll give up my life, don't know what they'll do until the time comes. Well, anyway, let me continue on then. The 12th verse. And I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood. And the stars of heaven fell onto the earth, even as a fig tree clust cast down her untimely figs when she is shaken with the mighty wind. And the heavens departed as a scroll, and when the scroll, uh, when it was rolled together, and every mountain and, and island were moved out of this place. Now let's look at that word, mountain and island. A lot of times, and I say not everything, but, you know, with Hebrew words, the word mountain means kingdom. So there's two kingdoms in this earth, the kingdom of God, which is above everything, and the kingdom of Satan, which is here on the earth. And when God gets ready to take back over the whole earth, they're gonna, their positions are going to be moved out of the way. And then, the, and then it says, and the kings of the earth and the great men and the rich men and the uh, captains, uh, chief captains and the mighty men and every bond man and every free man hide themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains. Now here it is. Remember I told you the word mountain means kingdom. So and if you notice it says it talks about the earth about the rich man and the great man. It's here on the earth and these are the people that's going to be scared. They, they don't have their own little kingdoms for the longest and all of a sudden, their kingdom is going to be brought down. Jesus is going to be taking charge of it. But when is this going to happen? After. After the seven years of tribulation. There's going to be uh, three years that's going to be, three and a half years that's going to be tribulation. And then after that, it's called the great tribulation. I'm warning people now, get saved while you can. Learn of Jesus Christ. Surrender to him and his rule. Even though you'll be punished, you'll be going through hell on here on earth. But remember, you only live for, let's say, uh, I'm going to give a good time, 120 years versus an eternity. I'd rather suffer for 120 years and know that I got eternity and enjoy everything else than to have a good time now and end up going through eternity to live in hell forever. People say, well, I don't believe in hell. Doesn't matter. I'm looking at all you people through the TV or I me mean, through the uh, telephone, and none of you got clothes on. Just because I said it don't make it true. Just because you said you don't believe in hell does not make it true. Hell is real. And these kingdoms, what I keep trying to tell you all about, are real. And that's why we, as uh, men and women of God, we got to turn to the one who created everything and not to the one who perverted everything, talking about the devil. Then it says in 16, and he said unto the mountains and rocks, follow us, hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne and from the wrath or anger of the lamb. 
and then you know who it is. Jesus. He's going to be angry. He's not going to be getting here, tiptoeing through the tulips, being all happy and everything, crying over you. Saying, oh, why didn't he just let? No. He's going to be angry, and all hell is going to be scared. And it says, for the great day of the wrath of has come, and who shall be able to stand? Now, if you go back into Malachi, it talks about there is a day of the Lord. And the day of the Lord is going to be a day of vengeance. God's going to be angry. When Jesus came here, he read uh, the scriptures that says uh, that this is a, uh, talking about it would be a, a, a day of grace, but he did not put the rest of it where it said, and a, and a day of vengeance for our God. Because he was saying, I'm trying to win you through love. I'm trying to win you through grace. I want you to stop sinning. I want you to live a holy life, to do what's right. But if you don't want to, there is a day, an hour, a minute that judgment is going to come, and Jesus is not going to be smiling. All right? But as I told you, the Bible interprets itself. So you people that goes off on people, have anger issues and stuff, and, well, God knows I'm only human. Well, hell is for humans. The saints go up. We're born again. We have a new body that we're going to have. We don't have to go to no hell, but we can go straight to heaven. All right. As I said, I would like somebody to push you in or let me know that you're out there. This is, as I said, if you just push uh, the number one, you will let Dorothy know you're there. And uh, as I said, I will continue to teach on. Because I'd like to know, am I doing, are you hearing, are you learning, or am I just passing words through the air? Okay, Daniel just put his hand up. Your mic's All open, right. Daniel. Well, hello. Hey, brother Daniel. How's everybody tonight? Lord's blessing, I'm here. Very good. So, I didn't have a prepared question, but I have a comment. Um, All right. And it's going to probably turn into kind of a question. All so, right. Just off what you were saying here recently. How you'd rather, let's say, at maximum, suffer 120 years here on earth and have eternity in unimaginable peace and pleasure and prosperity with the Lord doing only God knows what. Um, It made me think of this uh, term where you know how we talk about heaven on earth, and I look about – in 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 all of the uh, the way of the world and things, it's about having a good time right now. Who cares about tomorrow? You know, and who cares about the cost? So long as you feel good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was just thinking how uh, completely opposite that is. You know, and sometimes how uh, the good time that the world presents you. Sometimes it ends up being your last time, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and it and then you know you go to uh, the state of torment, and then that's now that's you had a kind of okay time. I don't imagine we can have a better time here in the earth than we could have up in heaven, and then all the rest of eternity in uh, well hell to put it to put it frankly. Yeah. So, this is the thing I thought about. 
Go ahead. Mm-hmm. One of the things is about uh, that uh, the church has got it wrong is that we're going to rule and reign in heaven. And the Bible keeps telling us we're going to rule and reign on the earth. Some people are saying, well, we're going to go to heaven. We're going to learn in class and play a harp and everything else. But the Bible says we're going to rule and reign. So that means we're going to have different jobs down here. We're going to run this earth like it should have been run in the first place with love and joy and peace in the Holy Spirit, doing things to help one another and stuff, making businesses. We'll have businesses and everything else here. But the thing is, when we die, you know, because everybody's got to die. Everybody's going to die. We that have made it over will get judged with with gifts and presents and everything else. And will be a, a thousand year reign. In other words, miracles upon miracles, and we're going to be happy. But those who don't make it, it's going to be hell here and then hell up there for them. We're going to see how the earth should have ran versus how it is ran. One of the things is, you know, what the word says if we will give God all that we have, in other words, our emotions, our, our, anguishes, our good times, whatever we have, we give it to the Lord and give him praise because he allowed us to live. He's allowing us to make it through. And because of that, then we'll stop being selfish and worry about me, 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 me. What am I going to get? Why Why have I got to go through this? Why ain't somebody else going to? Listen, Jesus learned humility by the things that he suffered. And he's the word. And if he has to suffer, what do we have to do? He said, if you want to rule and reign with me, you must be willing to suffer with me. Mm-hmm. We look at mm-hmm. the uh, 12 apostles. Out of the 12, 11 of them got killed. Only one lived out his full time, or what we call a full time, to be over 100, and that was John. He's the one who wrote the book of Revelation. But as I tell people, Pay attention. What is the word saying to you? Because the more you have the word in you, the greater you become against the kingdom of darkness. Yes, the kingdom of darkness whoops us sometimes. Yes, we go through hell sometimes. But it ain't always. Like that song says, I had some good times, I had some bad times, and when I added it up, I see that my good times outweigh my bad times, so I won't complain. Like, as I tell people, this is the time, the dress-up room. This is the time to get it right, because believe me, eternity is forever. you have anything else, Daniel? Well, kind of a separate thing. Okay. Um, I don't know if – excuse me, I'm sorry, I was long something – I don't know if any of you have seen out in uh, pop culture, out on the streets, um, this change in clothing. Um, even in foreign countries, I've been seeing it, not personally, but on the Internet. People wearing clothes with NASA symbols are, it says NASA, you know, the North American Space Agency. Right. And it seems right. And it just seems to have suddenly kind of uh, here in the last mm, three months – been picking up speed and not just young people but older people and it's just suddenly become cool but it's not i now maybe there it there is but i haven't heard 
NASA doing anything special lately. That's because so of I the was, word NASA. It's a demonic word, but most people don't know that. If you look it up, uh, the Hebrew, or what it means in Hebrew, it, it's actually having to deal with demonic things. That's why uh, outer space and stuff, but actually there's no outer space with this fighting people. We're fighting things from inner space, inside the earth. That's why it says the three parts. It says in the heavens, in the earth, and under the earth. God lets us know, hey, this is the stuff it's going through. It's just a test. Like I tell people all the time, it's just a test. Get through this test, make it to heaven. Fail this test, you'll go with the rest to hell. (laughs) So my um, question was, is you know, I'm sure you had heard about that uh, um, that uh, storming Area 51. Uh, yeah. To go and see if there were aliens there, and everybody's talking about that kind of stuff. And it just t- seems to me more than a coincidence. And I just was wondering if you thought that they were connected, and if there was something spiritual going on with this stuff. I'm gonna put it like this. You know how the government is. They got all these weapons. Why? If you got if you're in your right man, would you attack anybody who's got more weapons than you do? And they will not get through that gate and stuff and think they're gonna find what's in down there. It's a it's a way of people to be killed. And who who does the killing? Satan. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And with them running down everything, they're gonna run into area 51, they will be a lot of bloodshed. Mm-hmm. That's, the devil is good at his job. You think it ever, just think a little bit, hey, why should I run down there trying to find the information to get killed over? Right. But as we know, the government will not back down of not shooting you. Well, I want to tell you, um, the date for that was the 20th, so it already took place. But they have a... and. Um, not as many people showed up as said they were going to. I'll just put it that way. But mm-hmm. they have a second thing set up, which has almost as much media attention, was the Bermuda Triangle. And so it's the same thing, but it's going to be people gathering in boats. And the premise is it can't uh, make us all disappear at the same time. Let's figure out <laughs> what's going on down there. <laughs> so. It's just a bunch of weirdness. I know. I I just I've never seen anything like this before. Well, you know the Bible says that hell has enlarged itself. So by them running to the Bermuda Triangle and trying to say, well, they can't make us all disappear. How do we know if they can't? Who is the ones making us disappear? If they say Satan loves to kill people, what is he going to do? He can make that ocean rise up and bring them straight down to the bottom of it and win just one quick breath because he is a god of this world. So, you know, I just feel sorry for people. I, I'd rather waste, uh, I'd rather uh, spend my time, not waste my time, spend my time studying the scriptures and seeing what the scripture says because it's, it's written by God himself. Then to sit up there and try to say, well, let me try to prove that this is real or this is not real. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of a lot of surprised people one day when Jesus gets through judging. 
But I thought, mm. and I, 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 my teacher taught me, my Bible teacher taught me, my pre- pastor taught me. It's all about making finances and all about uh, just believing just what you want to believe. Now, it's all about believing what the word says and did you keep the word? I tell you, Daniel, I appreciate you coming to the church and everything and helping at the church and helping with deliverance. I want everybody to know that he is one of the people that help. And see, a lot of times people don't realize it's us helping others that get us blessed. When it says uh, Genesis 12 and 3, where it says, I will bless them that bless you, and I will curse them that curse you. But first of all, Abraham had to give a blessing to somebody else. He blessed the king, which was Melchizedek. And because of that, he had the blessing. And anybody that blessed Abraham got blessed. And anybody who cursed Abraham got cursed. And that same thing will be about you. The more you do things, God will bless you. And then people will bless you, they get blessed. But people that get hard-hearted and against you and stuff, and you're being blessed, they're the ones that will be cursed. But we're the ones that's moving through and say, Lord, thank you for everything you've done. Thank you for everything you're doing. And thank you for everything that will happen for me. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, that's all I had, Pastor. Well, thank you. I appreciate you calling in. It helps me take a little break here. And I'm sitting in the chair. And, you know, these hips, that chair ain't comfortable all the time. I know. Mm -hmm. But anyway, bless you, brother. And I hope to see you Friday or Sunday. Okay. Well, you going to make both or just Friday or Sunday? Well, I don't know. We'll we'll see what what happens here. I hear. Don't forget about the dinner at the church. Right. I actually completely forgot about that. Yeah, that's why I'm trying to remind you. All right. Well, you have a blessed day, and I'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. Hey, Dorothy. Yeah, and nobody else got their hand raised. Oh, I hear. Well, we're moving quite quickly through the book of Revelation here. We're already up to the seventh chapter. And so my I goodness, we might finish the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, but I don't. I don't want to. I want people to get there to study for themselves. Because uh, I can't. You, a person cannot live by my faith, and I can't live by somebody else's faith. I have to learn to, to oh. have trust myself. Mm-hmm. Someone just raised their hand. Let me okay. see if I can open the box. Area code 816-550. Eight already. My spirit was like, oh, my gosh. And it's like, I can hear you in him at the same time. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And then you got a white lady. Area code 816. Your mic is open. He's supposed to be teaching. Hello? Yeah, I think they talked to you. Hello? Hello, are you there? Yeah, are they still there? The oh, one, eight, they, one, just, six. they just dropped, huh? so okay. They just dropped, so maybe they pushed the one by accident. Although I don't know how oh, that would happen, but that's okay. <laughs> All right. Well, because I tell 
the more we get in, in depth of this word and receiving what God has said, that I know as many people say, well, I don't agree with that pastor saying, doesn't matter. <laughs> You're the one who's got to stand before the Lord, not me. I done did my part believing. I know Jesus personally, and that's the reason I'm here. I could have been taken out. I could have been enjoying heaven, but the Lord sent me back here. He sent me down here personally to spread seed, and the seed is the word of God, and make people read for themselves. Don't accept what I tell you. Read it for yourself and get an understanding. All right. Well, we'll continue on. We'll do seven right now because it's, it's a lot of things that have been taught wrong about Revelation, the, the seventh chapter. So we'll, we'll see what this thing says. It says, and after these things, I saw four angels standing on the four corners of the earth, holding the four winds of the earth, the wind that should not blow on the earth, nor at sea, nor on the trees. Remember I told you, Hebrew words can be differently. In other words, uh, the trees can represent people or nations. Sea can also represent people and nations and stuff like that. And it says, I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. And he cried with a loud voice to the four angels on whom it was given to hurt the earth and the sea. In other words, the trees and the people saying, hurt not the earth, neither the sea, nor the trees until we have sealed. Now look, you see how it interprets itself? Till we have sealed the servants of our God in their foreheads. So in other words, it's not talking about sealing the earth. It's not sealing the, the sea and other things. Pastor, you just went quiet. Oh. He'll call back in a minute. He dropped. So. Live radio. Don't you just love it? wonder if I should call him back. Daniel, you got any questions? Well, <laughs> we can't have dead dead silence, dead air. Can't can't have that. I'm right. looking for Pastor to call back. <laughs> so he will, as soon as he realizes that it's happened or figures out why it happened. Hmm. Questions. Questions. Well, so what I had been talking about about the um recent uh, fashion statements with the NASA logos have you have you been seeing those around your city uh i don't get out much so no um did so you see the point. picture the, the, did you see the one where they the picture where they said NASA caught by the international space station 
they caught one of the TR3Bs in our Space Force flying by. No. No, I hadn't heard that. It was really cool. Yeah, it was really cool looking. Hmm. Really cool. And I saw a very disturbing article today. Um, you know those puberty blockers that they've been giving these trans kids, so-called trans kids? It's actually killing mm. some of them. So. Wow. I didn't know I'm, how or what was going on there with that. Hmm. I'm not surprised. You know, personally, right. I had tried to stay out of the most most of my anything to do with the what was going on with the trans agenda. But I'll tell you, um, <laughs> I'm not surprised about that. Puberty blockers, huh? Yeah, that's what they do so they can have their surgery. Okay. I was scrolling uh, on my Facebook, uh, and just – I had blocked the page now. This was some months ago. But I was scrolling through, and uh, it was this young boy. Couldn't have been more than six years old. And the, his, his parents had fostered him up, you know, that you know if he felt like he was a girl, then he was a girl. And they had uh, – He was talking about how he had always liked to wear dresses things, and his parents bought them for him and bought him wigs. And what he had was uh, two adult men, uh, transvestites, um, that his parents were just letting kind of uh, groom this kid and train him in the ways, I guess, of being that way. Not to offend anybody. I'm just verbatim telling the story. I can't remember his name or anything. But of course, he's he's become a superstar in their community and like a poster child for the the movement as you can imagine. So he's there and into places and I know it's really it's hard to watch all this perversion going on. Mhm. But, you know, scripture tells us that it's coming. It's just that, do I have to see it, really? You know? Right. Yeah, it's just everybody just throws common sense out the window. There's no way I should get in trouble for you being offended about me acknowledging that you are a biological man or woman. What are you, What's going on here, you know? Like, this is an issue? I'm sorry, but I've got bills to pay. You know, it might rain tomorrow. Do I cut the grass today or wait? (laughs) (laughs) My goodness. I know. It's Uh, getting really, really, really weird out there. So I don't see Pastor. Oh, no, that's not Pastor. I don't see Pastor calling back. Come on, Pastor James. I'd text him if I thought he might answer a text. <laughs> it, well, he does his best. Yes. He does his yes, best he does. It's, I don't understand the wall, uh, you know, with using technology for certain people. 
And my, my husband likes to use technology and he likes to use the computer. But if anything goes a little wrong with it, he gets so frustrated and he can't figure it out. So I don't know. Some people just, you know, just don't get it. Maybe it's like a foreign language right. to them. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and then you go and try and Might explain what you do to fix it. Me, huh? I said, I'm wondering what might have happened. Well, he could have lost his internet because he was using his VoIP phone. But then, if that happened, he could have gone over to the cell phone, and I don't see either number. Right. Showing up. Let me. Make sure I'm not looking at it and not seeing it. Let's see. Let's see if I can use my technology. (laughs) (laughs) Well, just to fill the air, um, I've been in the book of Psalms mostly for the past couple months and I just branched back out into the gospels here in my reading, but one that I had been really uh, stayed on coming back to in my prayers over my day was the Psalm Mm -hmm. um, 121. And in that one, I don't have my Bible close at hand, but essentially it's talking about, um, I will look to the hills from where my my help comes from and how, you know, my help comes from the Lord and that uh, the Lord keeps will keep me and that uh, the sun will not smite me by day nor the moon by night and he won't allow any trouble to come to me, you know, kind of like in the Psalm 91, but that had uh that was the first time I'd ever thought about it, really uh, focusing on it. And I thought, the sun. So I thought about, you know, maybe sun getting sunburned or just, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. Um, and then the, the moon, I couldn't think of anything the moon does. But so this is something that I had brought up to pastor. And I don't want to get off into you know, too much weirdness, but I guess, uh, you know, there's all kinds of different kinds of spiritual things going on with the sun and the moon and to where it's, it's not just fully natural. Now, I, you know, again, it's, it's, it's above my pay grade, but I was just reflecting on how the word of God, even when, when you use it, even when you don't understand is capable of covering you deeper than what you understand. And I was just Definitely. thinking of all the different, yeah. yes, ma'am, all the different things that the God's word is covering and protecting me from that I couldn't, as a as a human man, even begin to imagine. <laughs> so that's, that's strange because that I was thinking me. about that the other day, insofar as. Um, 
down through my life, I have noticed that I have just, well, you know, I don't like certain things, you know? Mm. And as I've come and walked with the Lord longer and longer, I've noticed a lot of these things that I don't like are things that Father doesn't like. You know, when you find them in the Word, you go, oh, isn't that something? So, yeah, he protects us even from ourselves as we, you know, go along in life, I think. Right. Hmm. How close are you to Pastor James's house? Can you run over and check on him? (laughs) So, he lives probably close to uh, 40 or 50 miles away from me. Oh, so that's not a... No, I have a forty. I have a forty-five minute drive to his house. Because he hasn't called back in yet. Mhm. There are plenty of people that live uh, closer to him. I'd imagine that could hear this broadcast. Might might go in. Yeah, it's it's taking a little too long. For him to call. Right. Has this happened before? No. No. But his health isn't all that good either, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I feel pretty good about it. Uh, I, I feel like it's surely a technical issue. The way that he went out was uh, – it sounded like uh, an electronic fade. So I'm actually, oh, okay. yeah, I'm going to have you as any, I don't know if anyone's tried to call him yet, but I, I'm going to try and call him. I will be back. Okay. I've got someone okay. with their hand up here. Area okay. code yeah, 760. Hi. Your hi, mic yeah, is open. Is, uh, yes. Hi, my name is uh, Donnie Williams. And I was actually, I overheard the conversation with the apostle. I was going to actually give him a call and see what's going on, but uh, but if you have someone's already calling, then that's a good thing. Yeah, um, Daniel's gonna call him. Okay. Oh, yep. Daniel just dropped. So, how are things going with you, Donnie? Everything is going really well. Uh, you know, I do have a ministry here in Atlanta, and actually, the apostle is going to be coming out here to Atlanta and. Um, doing a uh, miracle service for us on the 1st of October. So we're really excited about that. Uh, That's right uh, around the corner. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. He's going to be flying out here, actually. And uh, I have a deliverance ministry here in Atlanta. And uh, we actually meet... um, on Tuesdays, and we, uh, we do appointments on Tuesdays and a teaching on Tuesday nights, and then we do appointments all day Tuesday, and, you know, of course, we do phone and Skype uh, appointments, and it's been really busy. There's a lot going on out there, I'll tell you that. But you said I one saw a prophecy. I saw a prophecy. I think it was Veronica West. Could have been Lana Vosa. Those are the two I read most often. Um, 
the, so the father is going to be working on new tools in deliverance ministries. I found that very yeah. interesting. Working on new so, tools. Yeah. New okay, tools. Seven oh two. Okay, here's Man, Daniel. It. Hello. Daniel, I've got Donnie Hello? on with an open mic too. Okay. So I did try to call, but it didn't. Uh, it did not pick up. It didn't go to voicemail. It rang for a while. So I don't know if he's trying to fix things, and he's prioritizing that, or what's necessarily happening. Mm-hmm. You know what? I do know someone that lives pretty close to him. So let me give them a call and find out what's going on. Maybe they can go check on. Okay. Okay. And then I'll get back on here shortly. Okay. All right. Thanks. But I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't give energy to worry. That wouldn't help. Prayer, maybe. Surely. Prayer, yeah, prayer might be good. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. <gasps> yeah, there he I is. Had... Five more notes. There that... Wait a minute. Oh, now my computer's going to give me fun. Pastor James? Yeah, can you hear me? There yes, I can. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let me see if he'll, he'll hold me on here. My computer, I don't know what went on. I didn't even know. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hello? Yes. Don't worry, cut me off. How y'all doing? Well, We've you been concerned about you. Yeah. yeah. I was still going. I didn't even know I was off the air. <laughs> 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 I'm talking on my phone now. Let's see here. What's the wrong thing here? Hey, Brother Donnie, how are you doing tonight? Oh, hey, he's... Donnie, are you... He's not here anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's going to call back in, though. Let me see what I'm trying to do here now. He, he hung up because he wanted to see if he could find someone close by. They could check on you, see if you were okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, the lady that helps me, she's right here. She's in the other room. She just now told me I was off the air. That's why I was <laughs> standing back and Uh-huh. Goodness yeah. gracious. Okay. Let me see if, uh, I'll try, try my computer here again. Second, that's what I'm setting up now. Let me see if it'll work. Yeah, I was saying the way that uh, you had cut out, it sounded like a kind of an electronic fade out. But I didn't think that uh, you had had an act, you know, just kind of dropped off from something suddenly. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Please hold and you'll be able to listen to the show. Let's Okay, now you're in here on that other number, too. You want me to switch over to that other number? To the uh, VoIP? 
Every time a number calls in, you know, the whole list moves. So I'm trying to get, <laughs> trying oh, to get okay. a hold of your little thing to open your mic, and the whole <laughs> thing went lift <laughs> moved. So, <laughs> Pastor James, oh, okay. have we got you on the line? <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Okay. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know. ministering up a storm and nobody there, huh? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. I, was, I had already finished. I think I was through with the eighth just then. Yeah, in fact, I had just did the eighth chapter of Revelation. So I'll go back. So are we still hooked up? We're still hooked up. Okay. Yeah. You know, the enemy really didn't want me to be here today. <laughs> And now he really made it clear. All right. So if everybody's there ready, we're set. We're going to go uh, Revelation, the eighth chapter. And just remember, we just finished seven. Seven means complete. Now, the eighth chapter means new beginnings. I'm going to show you why. It says, and when he had opened the seven seals, there was silence in heaven for a space of a half an hour. And I saw, now listen to this, I saw the seven angels which stood before God, and to them was given a uh, seven trumpets. And another angel came, eight, eight angels, see? And he stood at the altar, having this uh, golden center, which was given unto him much incense, that he should offer it with prayer of all the saints upon the golden altar, which was before the throne. Now, here's the thing, as I, what y'all didn't hear earlier, I said that the book of Revelation has 22 chapters, and the 22 chapters represent the 22 Hebrew letters. And those 22 Hebrew letters represent God, which uh, we always say Alpha and Omega, but in Hebrew, his name is Aleph Tau. And the Aleph Tau is how everything was created. And the way this created is called by vibration, uh, frequency, and noise or sound. Vibration, frequency, or sound. All three of them have to be together in harmony to get things to be operating on this earth. God is all three of them mixed together. He is the Godhead. That's why they call him the Godhead. Everything was created by the Hebrew alphabet. Now, let's keep on going here. It says, and the smoke of the incense was coming up with prayer out of the saints, uh, of the saints, ascended up before God out of the angel's hand. In other words, what you pray, God hears it, and it's like a sweet savor uh, uh, coming up into his nostrils. And the angels took the center and filled it with fire from the altar and cast it upon the earth. And there was voices, thunder and lightning and earthquake, in other words, sound, vibration, and frequency. Thunder, lightning. Earthquakes. And the seven angels, which were the seven trumpets, prepared them for the sound, to blow the trumpet. And the first angel sounded, and uh, and there fell hell and fire mingled with blood. Open the door, Herbert. And the third part, a third part of the trees were burned up, and all the uh, green grass was burned up 
And the second sounded, and it was a great mountain. Come on in. Come on in. And and burning with fire and cast into the sea. And the third part of the sea was blood. Hello, brother. Hello, brother. Zach, how you doing? Doing good. I was coming to check on you. I heard you just dropped your call. And well, I'm glad all you came. All of a sudden, came speeding up here to be <laughs> on road, check on you. All right. All right. God bless you, brother. All right. I would like y'all to meet uh, Zach. He's a member of different churches, but he comes down and visits us. You can take that other seat there. Uh, he said he, uh, I, I fell off the radio, so they came to check on me. That means somebody's listening out there. So do you have anything you'd like to say or any comments? Uh, not at the moment. Okay. We're still in the book of Revelation. And... Uh, we're in about the eighth verse now. And it says, And the second angel sounded, and it was a great mountain burning with fire was cast into the sea. And the third part of the sea was became blood. Remember earlier when I told you the Bible interprets itself and how we talked about the one that rode around the conquering without a uh, had a bow, but he had no arrow? Then the other one where it says, uh, talks about uh, death, hell, and the grave and all that, all of it goes together. It interprets itself. You'll find out the more you study the book of Revelation, the more it interprets itself even greatly or explains itself. So as we're here at the eighth thing now, and it's still talking about what's getting ready to happen by the, the horns are being blown. Then it says, and the ninth and the third part, the ninth verse of the creatures, that were in the sea had uh, had life died, and a third part of the ship was destroyed. In other words, remember I told you the word sea can mean people, or create cre- creatures could be the animals and stuff in the water. So that's why sometimes it's literal, sometimes it's spiritual, sometimes it's literal spiritual at the same time. All right, and the third angels sounded, and there fell a great star from heaven burning as it was a lamp and fell upon a third part of the river and upon upon the fountains of the water. And the name of the star was called Wormwood. And a third part of the water became Wormwood. And many people died of the water because it was made bitter. Now, they have this thing that happened in Russia. It's been a while back. And it was called Genovil. And when you changed it to English, it meant wormwood. Well, they say, well, that's what Bible prophecy has come to pass. No. Bible prophecy has not begun to come to pass until, first of all, the church has to be taken out. Remember what I told you on chapter 4 where it says that uh, come up hither? He was talking about the church. So we have to be understanding of what's going on at the time. And most times you won't realize what is happening until you look back over what the prophecy was, and then you'll see what God was doing. All right. Then it says, and a fourth of the angels sounded, and a third part of the sun was smitten, and a third part of the moon, and a third part of the stars, so that a third part of them was darkened. And the day shone not for a third part of it, and light, and the light, the night likewise. And behold, I heard uh, angels flying through the midst 
of the heavens, saying to a with a loud voice, Whoa, 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 to the inhabitants, the people, that's us. Uh, but we're not gonna be here. It's the other people of the earth by reason of the other voices and the trumpets and the three angels which are yet to sound. Now if you notice it says one third, one third, one third. What else is in there? I told you the Bible always interprets itself when uh there was a war in heaven. They said that one third of the angels turned against God. One third. And how many what's gonna be destroyed here? One third at a time. One third. But thank God we don't have to be here. And that's because God has has sent us the mercy and offered the mercy fee, which we will be able to leave here either pre or mid. Uh, Dorothy, are you still there? I'm still here. Oh, had my mic closed. I just want to make sure I'm I'm still on the air. <laughs> yeah, I didn't go. know what to do to get a hold of you because you don't answer text. So. Yeah. <laughs> And I had turned off my phone, so, and I couldn't hear anything, so yeah, I'm doing it on the computer. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you have any comments, uh, Dorothy? No, I'm good. Okay. Well, Zach, do you have anything? Or you want to introduce yourself or what church you go to and stuff? I'm kind of like a member at large, but I like your church a lot, so... <laughs> When I get there, if I'm not working on time. I hear you. I hear you. So, Have you ever studied the book of Revelation? Oh, yeah. I just studied the book of Revelation. Oh, well, then we're right at the Hebrew perspective. All right. We're right, so, at your, we're right here at your level then. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's keep on going here. Anybody else, if you got anything to say, push one. And then let us know you're on the air. All right. Well, I'll keep on going then. It says, And the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven onto the earth. And to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. And he opened up the bottomless pit, and there rose smoke out of the pit, and smoke of the as of a great furnace, and the sun and of the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. If you notice, there is the word in there, pit, bottomless pit, Smoke out of the pit. Uh, the reason I'm bringing that up because when we do deliverance or exorcism, we send the demons to to the pit. The reason is because it's written right here in the book. And see, a lot of times people are doing exorcism, which is you know signs one is a miracle, but they have no clue about what to do with the demons. I had a a ghostbuster call me up and tell me he said we can find them, but we don't know what to do with them. Why I want to find them? You need to learn what to do with them, and you better have Jesus with you. Because if Jesus ain't with you, it'll be like those vagabond Jews. What they, the demons told him, they said, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. But who are you? Now, they've seen, well, they were doing exorcism, didn't know what they're doing. No, they had been doing exorcism for a long time. Even Jesus said, who do your sons cast out demons by when they try to say that Jesus did it by the spirit of Beelzebub? So the Jews have always been doing exorcism, all the way before even Jesus got here. In fact, the first exorcism in the Bible was uh, done by David. He played his harp, and that's what cast out that spirit, also Saul. Then who's the next one? His son, Solomon. 
he did exorcism. You'll have to look through the book of Josephus. That is a historian book of Jews. See, everything is not in our books. Even John said, if we try to write everything in the book, there wouldn't be enough room to contain everything. But if we read what God has put down here for us to read, study what God has put down to study, we'll learn things and we can change our reality, change our life perspective that we'll get off of depending on ourselves and what we understand to get on to what God says and we trust him. We didn't get to understand everything. All we had to do is trust him. So then it says, and there came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth, and unto them was given power, as the scorpions of the earth had power. And it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any green thing, neither any tree, but only those men. You see, the Bible interprets itself. But only those men which do not have the seal of God in their foreheads. Now go back and read that again on the fourth one. It says, it is commanded that they should not hurt the grass. I told you grass can represent people of the earth, neither any green thing. It could be earth, I mean people, neither any trees. Well, that's why when Jesus prayed for that man, he said, how do you see? And he said, I see men as trees walking. And he prayed again, and then he was able to see. I'm trying to tell you, sometimes it's literal, sometimes it's spiritual, sometimes it's spiritual literal. All right? But only those men, that's why I said the Bible interprets itself, or, as my friend says, explains itself. Only those men that have not the seal of God in their forehead. And to them, it was given that they should be, should not kill them, but that they should be tormented five months, and their torment was as the torment of the scorpion, which striketh a man. In those days shall men seek death, and shall not find it, and shall desire to die, and die, death shall flee them. So in other words, these things are going to be uh, stinging the people, and they're going to be like scorpions. They're going to have like tails in the back, and they will not be able to die, but be sick for five months. You see, you have something to say? Oh, well, yeah, in Hebrew, in Locust, it talks about um, that uh, those are demons that mm-hmm. are released on the earth. Yep, they're going to come out of the pit. That's right. Yeah. And here's another thing. It's talked about not only in the book of Revelation. That's why I keep telling people the book always interprets itself. If you go back into uh, Joel's army, that is when they talk about the insect, it's talking about the things that will be led up here on this earth to attack folks. And if you notice, God always uses the enemy to attack himself. So that's why we as the children of God, we need to get ourselves together now so we can get out of here before it happens. You got anybody else? Dorothy? Yes, we do. We have area code 913. Your mic is open. Hello? Hello, how you doing? I, I am doing quite well. Uh, is it true that health issues can uh, be caused by demons? And if so, which health issues would those be? Or is it possibly all? Okay. That's a good question. You know, but the Bible tells us that we, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and stuff. And one of the spirits that we we go against is the spirit of affliction. That's a real spirit. 
And not just because you're sick doesn't mean that you've got a spirit of affliction. Everything doesn't have a demon behind it. But I say odds are 70%, uh, I'm being lenient, 70 to 80% of them, yes, are demons. And that's why we have to know the word. That's why when we quote Psalms 103 and Psalms 107, in fact, let me close Psalms 103 right quick. But that is one of the scriptures that people need to know how to use to be healed. What happens if I pray that and I don't get healed? That's up to God. It's not you to figure it out. So here it is. Psalms 103 says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me. Bless his holy name. What does name mean? It means authority. Bless his authority. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. Who forgiveth all thy iniquities and healeth all thy diseases, who redeemed thy life from destruction, who crowns thee with loving kindness and tender mercy, who satisfies thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like a eagle. In other words, speak these things. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to get people to realize the word is alive. It's not dead word on a dead page, but it is truth. That will heal you. I don't seen. I've been in the ministry now forty years. I don't seen blind eyes open, deaf ears open, uh, scoliosis healed, lupus healed, cancer healed, and the, and the thing is, I would never hear this or see this if I wasn't around a bunch of believers. See, believing people get miracles. Unbelieving people, all they do is criticize. Yeah. I know there's some of you listening right here that all you just do is criticize. But as I say, I see miracles. I hear miracles. I walk in miracles because the Bible is right and everybody else is wrong. All right, do you have anything else you want? Uh, well, sometimes they mimic biblical diseases like Sarat or leprosy or um, infections of the body wow. or just a few days ago, my wife had an infection in her kidney, mm-hmm. and I had the flash vision that it wasn't a, a demon, and I prayed oh, for it, and I had to jump up out of her kidney, so. Mm-hmm. Well, as I said, the main thing is that, as you asked, is there, uh, does all diseases have demons in it? No. Uh, are there a lot of them that does? Yes. And how do we defeat them? By the word of God. And here's another thing, too. Most times, everybody's talking about defeating demons, but they did not realize or they don't think about it that God says, I am the God of all flesh and I'm the God of all spirits. So if you pray, that's what the Bible says, the feverish prayer of a righteous man availeth much. If you pray and have people that believe with you and you can't, you don't know who's really believing with you. A lot of people say, I believe with you, I agree with you, but they don't. In their heart, they got doubt. They got unbelief. They just trying to see if it will work or not. You got to get past that. That's why I tell people, if you're going to pray, don't worry. If you're going to worry, don't pray. Did I answer your question, sir? Yes. Um, I was also wondering, is there uh, psychological or mental uh, things that are caused by demons, not just the medical? Yes, I'm glad you asked that question. In fact, about it, I'm dealing with uh, some people now. Uh, 
They have what they call mind control and mind blockers. Mind control is dealt with witchcraft where they try to manipulate you. They can't, they're not, if you're a Christian, you cannot be possessed, but you can be oppressed from things on the outside of you. In other words, the demon speaks to your mind, and after a while, if you tell a lie long enough, people will believe it. Same thing with the demon. They have what they call a recorder demon that'll speak over and over and over and over again, and they affect your thoughts. They affect your mind. So what we do when we fight uh, mind control demons, first of all, we have to take Jezebel out. We have to take uh, Ahab out. And then when we go into those uh, mind control and mind blockers, that's when we read, uh, have the angels to read. We call the angels in to read the gospel of Jesus Christ into their heads over and over again. The reason is because at the end, it tells you what's going to happen to the demon. And they don't want to hear that. So they kind of close their ears. Every time we speak the gospel of Jesus Christ, they want to run. All right. Did I answer your question, Paul? Yes. Yes, you did. All right. I'm glad to hear from you. I'm glad to hear from you. Glad, glad that you recovered back back to the show. Hey, I hear you. I'm looking forward for Sunday. So, anybody would like to come in over to our church? I hope they come on and and bring some food. If they not, bring your appetite. All right. Any other questions, Paul? No, that's it. All right, then. Thank you, sir. All right, let's finish up on the uh, the uh, eighth chapter here. And see, where did I stop off at? On the ninth chapter. Ninth. Oh, we in the ninth chapter? Yeah, ninth. Ninth. Oh, okay. Nine five. Nine five. Okay. Then it says. Um, Oh, we did that one then. Let's keep it down a little farther. The locust. Okay, that's the seventh verse. Let's try that one. And it says, And the shape of the locusts were like horses prepared for a battle, and on their heads were as were crowns like gold, and their faces as the face of men. And they had hair as the hair of women, and their teeth were as the teeth of lions. And there was a and there and they had breastplates as, as the breastplate of iron, and the sound of their wings were as the sound of chariots of many horses running into the battle. And they had tails like scorpions, and they would sing with their tails, and their power was to hurt men five months. Now, if you notice, that is describing a demon. There are going to be demons up here. You hear me? There will be no longer people saying, well, I don't think they were demons. I just think something else. No. The Bible prophesying what's going to happen. That is the gospel prophecy. And you will be able to see these things here. Then it says, and they had a king over them, which is the print of the angel of the bottomless pit, which in the Hebrew tongue is Abaddon, but in Greek tongue, his name is Apollyon. Now, if you notice, people say, well, I don't think I need to learn uh, Hebrew. Listen, Hebrew gives you a lot more understanding of what the scriptures say because sometimes words in Hebrew cannot be translated correctly into English or English word into Hebrew. But it says that uh, that part says 
In the Greek tongue, his name is Apollyon. Apollyon is one of the fallen angels. And they, uh, his power is destroyed. That's what he does. But in the Hebrew name, as I said, it was Abaddon. If you look these names up, you'll find out these spirits are real. It says, 12, it says, one woe is past, and behold, there came two woes hereafter. And the sixth angel sounded, and I heard the voice from the four horns of the golden altar, which is before God, saying that the sixth angel, which has the trumpet, loosened the four angels, which are bound in the great river Euphrates. And the four angels were loosened and were prepared for an hour, a day, and a month, and a year, for the slaying of one-third part of man. See, it's always one-third, one-third. So they'll be down to be just a remnant. But somebody will repent. Somebody will finally realize, hey, I can't beat God. Let me go ahead and repent and get right with God. So God don't mind. He'll, he'll move people out of the way until he gets to the cream of the crop. He'll get to what is the best left, the one that was willing to go through so as I tell people all the time, you start studying the word, study it for yourself first before you want to go out and teach somebody else. Study it so that you'll hide the word in your heart that you'll not sin against God. And then when you start doing that, you'll be able to help people. You can help your family and stuff. A lot of times we're so busy, want to criticize and want to argue. I got to defend myself. I've got to not let nobody walk over me. Forget you that. Because that will just take you to the bottomless pit and you don't want to be there. there. There's a place that we call hell or the pit. Then there's another place called Tartarus. And that place is only written one time in the Bible. And it's written as the word hell because it's English. But in the Hebrew, it means the lowest part that you can get to. And where they're in there are what they call the Titans. And they're uh, big, gigantic uh, call themselves gods, so-called gods, and they were trying to rule the world at one time, and God put them in there. But here we're reading about them being loosened out of the, the Euphrates and stuff. He's not talking about the river Euphrates. He's talking about the bottomless pit, that they're going to come out, and all hell is going to be breaking loose up here again. But like as I told you, it's because the first three and a half years is called the tribulation period. That's what Satan would be attacking. The other three and a half years is when God uh, is going to be tormented, and that's why they call it the Great Tribulation. Then it says in 17, uh, let me see, let me go, where did I leave off at? You were at uh, 15? Yes. Yeah. And the four angels were loosened, and they prepared for an hour, a day, and a month, and a year, and slayed, and slayed one part of men. And a number of the army of, of the Horsemen were 200,000, and I heard the numbers of them. And thus I said to the horse in the vision, and seeing them sitting on them, having breastplates of fire, and Jason, and brimstone, and their heads, and their horses were the heads of lions, and out of their mouth issued fire and smoke and brimstone. I told you, this is going to be demons, so you'll be here for all those that get left behind. I, I don't want to see them. If I was you, I'd be trying to get saved. By these three things were the third part of the men killed by fire and by smoke and by brimstone, which issued out of their, their mouth. The reason it's going to be fire, smoke, and brimstone, because how did God destroy the first world? By water. And he killed, he, there's only eight people that he brought through. 
this time he's going to bring them through by uh, fire and smoke and brimstone, and you ain't going to be able to escape. All right, that's why we want to get out of here while we can. And in their and for their power is in their mouth and in their tails. For their tails were like like unto uh, serpents and has heads, and with them they do hurt. And the rest of men uh, were not uh, not killed by these plagues, yet repented not of the works of their hands, that they should not worship devils, idols of gold, silver and brass, stone and of wood, which neither can see nor hear nor walk, neither repented them of their murders, nor of their sorcery, nor of their fornication, nor of their theft. In other words, the devil comes, what? Steal, kill, and destroy. And here God's telling us, he's already told us, first of all, you've got to leave the drugs alone. That's what sorcery is all about, drugs. Fornication, leave, leave sex alone outside of marriage, get married. If you don't get married, then uh, y'all need to be able to just be able to stay apart. But if you can't do it, it's better to marry than it is to burn. Then it tells you, leave away those idols. Some of you people, and it's really funny because I, I know when I was little, I used to hear people say, I got a rabbit foot for luck. Well, if it's luck, why is the rabbit ain't got it? <laughs> That's what I'm trying to tell you. Some of these things that we, we agree on ain't good for us. And God tells us, listen, there's only one blesser, and that's him. He is God and God all by himself. Amen. So, well, I got 10 more minutes. Has anybody got any more questions or anything else? This is a good time to push in now because we'll, we'll do start at 10 next week or the week after next. You know, Paul kind of sends a different message when it comes to sexual sins. Mm-hmm. He says it's better not as better to not marry. So I was kind of curious, what would be the difference? Okay. So, now, when Paul said it's better not to marry, but be like him, because that way you can give your full heart, soul, mind to God. But when you're married, you got to think about your mate. And that's the difference. So that's why he said it's better not to marry. But if you can't contain yourself, it's better to marry than it is to burn. That means burn with desires and stuff. You got somebody else on the thing? Yes, I do. Area code seven six zero. Your mic is open. Hello, Hello. Pastor Vivian. How you doing, sir? I'm doing good. The Lord is blessing. How are you doing, Donnie? I am doing great. It's a great word. I've just been in listening and and absorbing. It was a great great uh, word on Revelation. And uh, we miss you for a minute when you went out, but uh, uh, but we thank God for you back, and we're looking forward to you coming to Atlanta, Georgia. And um, do some sign wonders and miracles up here. Amen. Hey, can you give me your address and everything and your name and when do y'all have your meeting? Okay. I am uh, Pastor Donnie Williams, and the name of that ministry is Liberation Freedom Ministry. Uh, we're in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, the website is www.liberationfreedomministry.com. Uh, a lot of our information is there. And we meet every Tuesday. Every Tuesday night, we have deliverance services uh, from 7 on. We have worship, praise, and word. And, and then we go into prayer. And we do also do private appointments, um, inner healing and deliverance appointments, things like that. People that are dealing with um, 
with issues of the past, whether it be uh, physical or sexual abuse or any type of trauma. We minister to people, any people that we get a lot of people that were involved in witchcraft in the past, and they're trying to shake a lot of that dust off from the past. And so we minister to them and a variety of people, a variety of different things that, you know, they come to see the power of God because Donnie and his team can't do it. Only God can do it. He's an awesome God. He truly loves us. He truly loves us. And uh, we're just really excited about you coming to Atlanta. So uh, we're going to have a lot of people here for you. So praise God. Amen. Uh, For all of you who don't know, I'll be down there on uh, August, I mean, what is it, October the first at his church as I say look it up uh liberation freedom and as I say uh we'll never know what the Lord's gonna do. I've seen blind eyes open, deaf ears open, I've seen people scared healed of scoliosis. Uh I've seen people that uh that got saved. <laughs> I, I I saw a couple of uh people that were atheists. They came to prove I was fake. <laughs> And after the Lord slayed them in the spirit, it scared them. They didn't come back around me. But that's what I'm trying to tell you. God is, and we're not. That's one of the things I want everybody to understand. God is God all by himself. And I am not God. I am just a servant of the most high God. And I like where I'm at. I don't get in trouble because of that. There's so many people (laughs) with pride and arrogance. And they sit there thinking they're God. Well, look at all the people that I've prayed for and all the people that got healed and all. That's all right. You're going to have to give an account for every idle word. That's why it's better to know the word for yourself. Well, tell everybody I said down there, I'm looking forward to seeing them. I'm looking forward yes, to see what God's going to do new. Because you know the miracles that I've been seeing lately, uh, I got a young man that came to our church in the military. And he's running around here, him and his group, praying for the sick. So now... He's not only praying for the sick, but he's getting used to how to cast out demons. So the Lord is blessing us, and we're looking forward to you coming up here, Donnie. You hear me, yes. Pastor Donnie? Yes, sir. I'm coming up there. I'm coming to Kansas City. I'm excited about this. Yeah. Okay. So praise getting the Lord. Some, you didn't say, all you got to do is make it here. I got everything else covered for you. Well, I appreciate that, sir. Thank you, man of God. Thank all you. Right. Well, okay, me, I know we're uh, Noe and all the rest of them, I say hello, and I'm looking forward sure to seeing will. them. I all sure right. will, sir. Be blessed. Be blessed, Pastor. Thank you. Bye. All right. Well, as I say, we're not going to go any further tonight. We're going to stop at the book of uh, chapter 10, which 10 means wholeness. And the more you read the, the numbers and see what it means and stuff, the more you'll understand this was not written by a man. This Bible was written by God's inspired word of the spirit operating through some man. It's like the devil has what they call channeling or automatic writing. Well, God can do it. And the only thing is the devil imitates what God does. So I'm looking forward to next week. Um, uh, not I keep saying next week, but I keep meaning two weeks from today. Two weeks this day. I, as I say, I'll be down in Atlanta on this trip on uh, the 30th of November. I'll be preaching the 1st of October. Hopefully, I'll be down in uh, Florida in November, I think about the 14th. So, 
As I say, don't come looking for a man. Come looking for Jesus. Don't come looking for me to do miracles. Look to the one who, who made the miracles, Jesus himself. So until next time, I'm going to get ready to sign off here. Dorothy, you there? I'm here. Okay. Well, as I say, we'll, uh, I'll give it to you now. Tenth chapter. <laughs> Tenth chapter, Revelation ten. I'm gonna remember it. Actually, I'm gonna write it down. Then I'll remember it. (laughs) Oh, I hear you. Yeah, maybe one day we'll get a chance to see. Well, where you and your husband stay at? What city? Uh, we're up in Lisbon, Connecticut. Okay, you know where Fairfield is? I think so. Okay, I had a friend up there. Uh, it's been a while since I tell you. He's he's a well-known prophet from Fairfield, Connecticut. But I ain't talked to him in years, and I and his name didn't eluded me. But he's on the internet. I've been thinking about coming up there. He asked me to come up once a long time ago. But as I say, with my schedule and stuff, I don't hardly get go north. I go south, especially when it's winter. <laughs> And winter's coming. Uh, yeah, and I'm going. And the fact about I'm, I'm trying not to drive as much now. I'm flying. I like to look down on the snow, not be in the snow. Well, if there's any questions from next week, y'all, uh, the week after next, rather, uh, write them down so you can ask, especially about the book of Revelation. And I've got a friend of mine now. He, he's been studying the Hebrew part of uh, the book of Revelation. And he, Maybe you'll, you'll be able to be here in two weeks? Yeah, I might be able to be here. It depends on if I get back in time, but yeah. Okay. And that way you'll get fed from both directions. So until that time, well, um, you want to go ahead and pray for us, Dorothy? Who, me? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, okay. Father, I ask you to bless all those who are listening. Open their ears and eyes. Teach them how to read the word for themselves. I'll get first-hand revelation from you. And bring them closer to you and let them show them your glory and let them dive right in. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll be looking forward to talking to you in about two weeks then. You have a blessed day. You have a blessed evening. Good night. Good night, everybody. Good night.